Train hard, live strong, family. What's up, everyone? Coach Matt here, your host and owner of Athletic Beings Training and Apparel. Today, we have an amazing episode with an incredible guest speaker. Like, seriously, just an amazing energy. So, so funny, so positive, so passionate. It's and straight to the point. It's insane. I'm so happy that we have this guest speaker coming to the show. But before we introduce her, Ladies and gentlemen, if this is your first episode ever tuning into the podcast, I am honored to have you here. This is going to be the place where you're going to learn the ins and outs when it comes down to health and fitness. You'll learn more about training, nutrition, mindset, or you simply just want to get inspired in your health and fitness journey. You're going to find it here on the Train Hard Live Strong podcast. We bring on amazing guest speakers. We've had on 100 plus and still counting all to come up on here, share their knowledge, their experience, all to all to fulfill our vision and mission to you guys and girls. And that's simply to inspire you to believe in yourself. I will always and forever will believe that that is truly the only missing piece, the missing key to the reason why we do not start our health and fitness journey or the reason why that we quit whenever things get a little bit harder or things get a little bit rough and things aren't going our way. If we just believed in ourselves and what we're truly capable of, we can achieve truly anything Ladies and gentlemen, today we have an amazing episode like I just mentioned, and also, if you've been tuning in for a while now, um, it really means the world to me, and it helps support this podcast. If you just take about a minute or two to leave a review, you can review us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and that would truly mean the world to me. I love I love reading your reviews, and I love seeing what you're getting, the value from this, this podcast. I love to see what you're getting from every episode, from a guest speaker. I love seeing the emails that we get from you guys using the link in the show notes. Awesome. Keep using that link. Keep doing your thing. Keep asking us questions. We will get your questions answered. Ladies and gentlemen, today we have an incredible guest speaker. She is awesome. I found her on TikTok. Uh, I'm going to link all her incredible social media platforms to to find her, uh, make it super easy for you guys. I'll put it in the show notes down below of the episode. Um, but so cool, so funny. The way she just expresses and, and educates you when it comes down to fitness and health, nutrition especially, and also mindset. She has an incredible perspective and I cannot wait to introduce our guest speaker for today, Miss Beth Farocco. It's like no food is good or bad. Obviously, there's like more nutrient dense foods mm. and less nutrient dense foods. But mm. when you give like food rules and labels on food, um, restriction will ultimately lead to binging. Hey everyone, Coach Matt here, and you're listening to the Train Hard Live Strong podcast, where we bring on the top fitness pros, top fitness influencers, motivational speakers, and people who have gone through dramatic transformations. And we're all here to inspire you to believe in yourself. If you have not yet, go ahead and check out our website, trainhardlivestrong.com. You can see all the new upcoming guest speakers and all the amazing things coming your way. Welcome to another life changing episode. another amazing episode here on the train hard lift strong podcast today we have another amazing guest speaker and i cannot to i cannot wait to introduce this amazing person so without further ado ladies and gentlemen let's welcome to the show miss beth what's up beth how you doing what's up i'm i'm amazing <laughs> that's awesome dude. that's awesome so i have been i have been so excited to just talk to you and have you on the show because like i just said you have like this you're so different with the way that you push 
It's like you simplify fitness, mm-hmm. health, nutrition, and all these things, but you say it in such a firm, strong way. And it, but it's mm-hmm. more like it comes from a loving point of view, and that's yeah. what's so awesome. And I love that about you. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of bullshit out there. We got to cut the bullshit. Cut the- <laughs> <laughs> Let's just get straight to the point. Like people like to just bump around and like get real crazy with. It's like no. I mean, people, people, you got to relate, right? I try to talk to people like that. I would talk to my best friend or if I would try to explain something to my nine-year-old, actually he's 10 now, my 10 year old son, you know, <laughs> um, because most people just don't get, you know, this, they don't need to know the stuff, the yeah. scientific, you know, crazy talk. Right. No, hundred percent. So that's, that's what, it. yeah. Yeah. And that, that's why I was so attracted to just what you were doing and how you're explaining like these things. So, um, so I cannot wait for everyone to tune in and hear your story and hear just where you, what you're about and you know, what you enjoy and how you, how you just got here. But so everyone yeah. who is, whoever's tuning in right now and who is new, doesn't know who you are. Um, this might be a big story, but kind of just, you know, how did you get to who you are today? Why did you even get into the fitness industry? Okay. Let's go. Um, Let's go. I'll start, I'll start with like how I started became a coach and how that started. So yes. almost seven years ago, I quit drinking alcohol. Um, I, I was a alcoholic. <laughs> I drank a lot of wine and to the point where it was affecting a lot of stuff. You know, I drove home from, uh, it was summer of like 2015 and I drove my two kids with like two bottles of wine in me. Um, mm. Like 30 minutes away from the house. It was my anniversary with my husband and I don't remember any of it. Good thing I didn't kill anybody, you know, so I just knew there was something I needed to do. So there was an AA meeting down the street from my house uh, that started at 7 a.m. every morning. So I started going there. Um, from then, I met a girl. Her name was Allison. We started doing like boot camp stuff outside. I met her at like 530 in the morning. Um, so I would meet her and then go to the AA meeting at 7. And I had to do everything early in the morning because I was a stay-at-home mom. And my husband owns a business. So I had to be home by like 8 a.m. So that's what I did. And she ended up getting a um, personal training job somewhere else. So we couldn't work out anymore. A gym happened to open up down the street from my house. Um, That was super convenient. So I started taking classes there. Um, After going there for a few months, uh, they were looking for a front desk person. So I got the job doing the front desk. My son was heading into preschool. So I was like, this is perfect. I can work a couple of hours a day and then okay. pick him up at okay. noon. So typical, like work in the gym, you know, and then my boss at the time, Hunter Grindle, um, he's now the CEO, COO of my business. It's crazy. This is another like whole transformation, crazy thing. Oh, heck yeah. Okay. Uh, he, yeah, it gets good. He, um, asked if I would be interested in coaching. He's like, I feel like you'd be a really good coach. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. That's be totally up my alley. So, um, at that same time, of course, I got, I started becoming friends with a lot of women that were going there and I was all, all on my own weight loss journey. So I was focusing on the gym, but not nutrition. At the same time, I found out who Jordan site was. I, I, you know, who Jordan site is, um, um, I joined no. site fitness. Uh-uh. Um, I, I joined his inner circle and um, he kind of like taught me like the ins and outs of the nutrition, like weigh and measure your food, you know, all that stuff, calorie deficit. Okay. So I was taking my nutrition course and like doing his programming at the same time. So, you know, I started losing weight. Everything started to fall together. I was like, oh, my God, it's all about it really is all about nutrition. Mm-hmm. So my my main thing is nutrition. I love everything about the nutrition. So I got that cert first. 
And then I got my Mike Boyle certified functional strength coach cert, um, as well as my personal training cert, which, you know, to me, like those things I, I got because I felt like I needed, I had to, but I learned way more coaching inside the gym and working mm. with people like one-on-one. Mm -hmm. Um, so I did that for about four or five years. I worked inside the gym and right before COVID hit Jordan Syatt and Mike Picante were starting a online personal trainer business, uh, mentorship, um, to help you trans, you know, become an online coach. And I was like, I'm going to do that. Um, because I want something for myself. My father passed away when he was 45, like suddenly and left my mom with, and three kids. She went bankrupt, lost her house. And so my husband at the time was the same age my dad was um, when he passed away. And I'm, I'm like, I don't want to be left alone because I didn't really have something for myself. I didn't want to be left alone if that, if something was to happen to him with nothing. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I decided to do that. But then COVID hit. So I kind of got thrown into it. I wanted to gradually, you know, trans. Oh, hell no. Thrown to the wolves. Right? The fuck no, COVID hit. And I was like, wow. All right. Guess I'm going to start building a business now and homeschool. <laughs> Um, <laughs> sick. Yeah, sick. Right. So, you know, the gym shut down. I was teaching uh, zoom classes, which was horrible, like from going to like in-person coaching to like doing it over on zoom. I was like, it yeah. felt like it was like torture to me. Yeah. So, um, yeah, to started, you know, doing the mentorship, building my business. And there was a challenge of like, uh, making TikToks every single day, like for 30 days. And so that's when it all started like a little over a year and a half ago. I made a TikTok every single day and one of them hit and went viral and I haven't stopped since. So nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, so now I'm fully online. I don't, I quit coaching in the gym last March, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and my business has grown exponentially to the point where I've had to hire, you know, coaches to work with me. And now Hunter is actually taking over sales. He's like the COO. He's like running, basically everything for me, like the tech side, the sales side. Um, and now I am no longer going to be taking co- uh, clients personally. Yeah. I'm going to be working on my businesses instead of in my business. So it's Got like it. this little, this little uh, identity shift right now that's happening, which is from, you know, coach to like boss. Yeah. 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 No, that's, that's so cool. That's cool. I did you're, you know, it's, I think that's crazy when you have all these experiences that you go through inside your life right and mm-hmm. especially especially past experiences like you you know as a young kid and watching your parents and the, and the things that have happened to you and then you use that and you use that as fuel as drive as like ambition to go forward yeah. with the things that you want in your life right so that you can you know do these things you're gifted with something right and i feel like it's so hard for a lot of us to figure out what we're good at and i yeah. feel like a lot of people want to to do it so fast and, and achieve something so quick when sometimes I feel like we push so hard that it, that's just the results and progress push back harder, you know, if you're trying to push too hard, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously I, I don't want people to get mixed up with like, you know, putting in work, obviously put in right. work, you want. but um, you know, whenever you are, are dissecting yourself and you're trying to figure things out about yourself and then that correlates into other things that you're doing inside your life, I think that's awesome. But how did you, what made you like, how did you find yourself as a coach? And what I mean is like, whenever you got into coaching and doing what you do, have you always been how you are now? The simplicity, the firmness, the humor mm-hmm. side 
have you always been like that or did you yeah. kind of just gradually go into it? Yeah, I, well, I lived in LA for about 20, or oh. I should say California, San Diego. That's and it. LA. That's it. Yeah, I, I was actually a fashion designer in LA. So this is like, oh, and I, worked, I, I worked in the bar industry for a very long time. So the mouth, you know, oh, okay. I worked in one of the like, top LA bars. Yeah. So, you know, you have to be firm. You know, I, I've always been funny. So it's kind of like, this is, this is how I've always really been. I grew up in Bridgeport, okay. Connecticut, about an hour from New York City. So maybe mm-hmm. that's part of it too. Um, yeah, I've always had this kind of like street, tough, smart side of yeah. me, I guess. Um, and it just carried on to like my coaching and just really being myself in my videos. You know, I think okay. when I first started making videos, you try to be like, you know, censored and uh, yeah. and I, Gary B. I watched some video he made and he's like, just press, <laughs> just press record and be yourself. And I was like, fuck it, all right. You know, what? he's do right. It. Like, I'm not like driving myself crazy anymore. So I just press record and just talk. <laughs> Whatever comes yeah. out. Um, right. That's you know. Well, that's me. That's too funny. No, that's funny. <laughs> that's you know, it's so funny you said it because um i've come to to realize that you know not everyone's gonna like what you're saying, right? Not everyone's exactly. gonna agree. And no, not everyone's going to like you. So, you yeah. know, it's like, why does it even matter for me to try to always, you know, be the perfect sayer or the perfect this and that to try yeah. to please everybody when I'm trying to get my point across somehow. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you want to attract the people that you can relate to. So yes. if you don't like me, we're not meant to be hanging out together. That's, <laughs> you know, like if you don't like swearing, then go. I like, <laughs> I just actually responded to a uh, TikTok comment that I made, um, or someone made, I should say, yeah. about my, my swearing. I was like, this, uh, I'm not Laura Ingalls Wilder. This is not fucking like Little House on the Prairie. Um, right. you know, if, you, if you want to follow someone like that, go for it. I'm not your person. Like, that's okay with me. You know, I'm not yeah. here to please every single person. You can't please everyone. Um, and someone's always, not everyone's going to like you. And that's, that's okay. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, I feel like whenever you're in the fitness and health industry, like, you know, coaches and, you know, mentors and leaders in in this industry, the good ones, the passionate ones, the ones that understand the science and try to help people truly, you know, Mm -hmm. um, I feel like you need to sometimes, you know, and this is, I'm pretty sure a fact now, but people are soft nowadays, you know, this is like (laughs) sort of like a weaker generation, right? And it's like, we because obviously things are so much easier for us now, we can do anything and whatever mm-hmm. and it comes so quick you know yeah. um especially with technology and this and that so for us to to be very firm and to be be very you know uh, on top of people and you know if that causes me to say things that you don't like then you know you've been sugarcoating your whole journey if you are now where you're at now you know being overweight or being unhappy and you keep trying but you keep failing because you don't yeah. you know you don't put everything into it so like we need to have that push you need to have that person that's going to say you know this is how you're supposed to do this and there's you know let's follow yeah. through with this and, and give it your all and you're going to see on the other side that you're going to achieve what you want to achieve yeah you know so that's uh and that's one thing I like, I love about you, especially whenever you talk about nutrition. So whenever we get into this, what is like, that's how I believe I found you. There was a video that you were talking something about nutrition wise. And I just thought mm-hmm. it was so funny because it was like, so true. I was like, oh my God, this is like, that's it. And she just said it so perfect. And it was just so funny. And, um, but what is your, what is your thing with nutrition? Like what, what is your pet peeve, I guess, for other people whenever they think like, okay, well, 
you don't eat after 6 p.m. because it's going to make me yeah. gain weight. So like stuff like that. Like what's your There's thing? There's too with much bullshit out there. It really comes down to being the calorie deficit, but that doesn't mean it's going to be easy to get into one. I think that's what, you know, um, it meant, I think it's more mental for a lot of people. That's, that's what holds them back. It's their mentality and their all or nothing mindset. Uh, when it comes to things, it's, you know, people like rules. It's easy to follow rules, right? Like keto has rules. So I can't have this and I can't have that. And you know, that's easy to follow for only so long. And then you start eating the stuff that you gave up, um, which you didn't have to do. But when you tell someone to build a lifestyle that they can stick to, you just need to be in a calorie deficit. They don't know what the fuck to do. It's like, right. oh my God, like, but can I have a donut? Yes, you can. It's, you don't need five. You can have, you know, one. <laughs> right. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, it's really just like, like portions, like no food is good or bad. Obviously there's like more nutrient dense foods mm -hmm. and less nutrient dense foods. But mm -hmm. when you give like food rules and labels on food, um, restriction will ultimately lead to binging. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, I am, uh, I'm around a lot of competitors and, you mm -hmm. know, especially like the female base, you know, the, the bikini competitors and even just like male competitors too. Um, and I love talking to them and I love having also them talk onto the show and stuff because they are obviously one of the worst athletes when it comes down to, um, getting in such a unhealthy state to look immaculate, right? To look amazing. Mm -hmm. And, um, they talk a lot about whenever they're in such a restricted position, trying to drop body fat as low as possible, especially females, right? Like the 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 female body obviously wants more body fat because you have yeah. obviously different hormones than males do and um your reproductive your reproductive system and all these things that your body needs especially as a female your body needs these things so yeah. body fat is going to be naturally higher for a female than it is for a male so whenever these females they go into these hard diets like restrictive and mm -hmm. obviously they have to follow this and that it's crazy because they talk about these stories of you know I'm just gonna have one cookie one oreo just to kind of stop this i want this right and almost all of them i'm gonna say 90 percent of these stories go from this one small little taste to then two hours of okay more and then more and then more and then more and yeah. then all of a sudden they've binged eat like freaking two thousand calories and just sugar alone and now their body has drastically, you know, changed overnight because they're in such a restricted position. Now their body, because obviously it's a survival mechanism, right? Your body wants right. to like retain. So, you know, I 100% agree with everything you you always talk about when it comes down to lifestyle because, you know, yeah. it's, I think that's what it was. I think the video was talking about, I think you were talking about like fad diets or something like that. And all these diets, all they're trying to do is trying to take away something from you whenever you can yeah. just create balance, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't need to do any of that shit. Like you, the only reason you should ever give up a food ever, right. Is if you're allergic to it, if you don't like it, or if for medical reason, like if you're on yeah. like blood thinners and you can't have kale or vitamin, I think it's vitamin K and a foods or something. Right. So that's, that's the only reason, but people really complicate it. No, I'm mm. going to give up sugar. I'm going to give up freaking carbs. It's like, Okay, how is that going to work out for you in the long run? Like yeah. almost 99.9% .9 of the time, you're going to fucking end up being back where you started and the whole cycle continues. Yeah, no, absolutely. And so you said earlier that you got into your weight loss journey. So who who were you before? Like where were you at before you even kind of understood the science background of, you know, weight loss and toning and all this other stuff? 
I was one of those over like workout people. Like I would run and run and run. Oh yeah. Same. Oh yeah. Yeah. Tons of, tons of cardio, you know? Mm. (laughs) And then, you know, cardio makes you fucking hungry. (laughs) It's so, (laughs) it's so true. It does. (laughs) I, I, I didn't focus on protein, you know? So I, you know, my body really didn't change. I was, Plus the drinking, like I was overweight from drinking a lot and eating while, you know, drinking and things like that. So I was close to like 200 pounds, 180, 190. I mean, I wasn't weighing myself all the time, but when I did, I was like, what the fuck, man? Um, (laughs) What happened? Um, That's crazy. (laughs) So I would try to run Mm. and, you know, I would stall at this one, like nothing changed for like a year. And I was like, what is going on? I could not figure it out. And so... And then I figured, yeah, when I started taking the courses and working with Jordan, I was like, it's my fucking nutrition. I'm eating way too much. I'm like, That's I'm, I, you know, yeah. Yeah. No, it's so funny you say that, dude. Whenever I was, I, so I started training when I was 13 and my whole years in high school, it was more like I need to fill the pump because I thought that the pump was what was getting me bigger and I mm-hmm. would just slack in the whole food portion. Like I never paid attention to what I was eating. I just kind of ate a bunch of food, you know, like a bunch of junk crap. Um, and I thought that doing the work was the one that would get you, you know, nice and bigger or nice and lean or powerful or performance oriented or whatever. Right. And, um, and then just recently, and I tell people all the time, like, dude, it took me legit. I spent 10 years of my, you know, training life to just completely go through trial and error. And that yeah, was me. Yeah. Like I, I love training and it made me feel good, especially on an emotional, mental aspect. And yeah. But then it got more into like, okay, well, I've been training for 10 years, man. Like, why haven't you seen like a six pack or why haven't you seen any sort of definition? And then that's when I started to dive into, you know, nutrition, this and that. And kind of figured like, dude, I'm going from 90 minutes in the gym, you know, trying to really push myself to dropping it down to like 45 minutes. Because at that time I was really like, you know, trying to time manage my life too. And uh, so my, I had to only work out for 45 minutes and I did. And I focused solely on a specific group and I did specific things to achieve hypertrophy or whatnot. But then I dominated my food and it got me to results that I've been searching for since I was like 16, you know? Right. Yeah. Nutrition. You can't out, you can't out train a bad diet. Like, and I'm from fucking experience, like, no <laughs> like for all the running I did and stuff, my body did not change. Like I trained for a marathon, half marathon, you know, all kinds of, you know, races. Yeah, no, my it, nutrition it, stayed the same, but you know, I was exercising like a shit ton. Right, right, right. You know, what's so crazy. There is this, uh, you probably know about it. There's this website called calorieking.com. And if you type in foods, it pops up like right, the, the nutrition facts or whatever, but then next to it, it tells you what activity you have to do to burn off that one serving of that specific oh food. Dude, it's crazy. And and you look up like I think I looked up peanut butter the other day and it said that you have to swim for like 12 minutes and to just burn off that one that one serving of peanut butter. So when you think about like stuff like that, you can you will never be able to outrun a, a bad diet yeah. ever because it's, it's yeah. so easy to to eat like 500 calories, right? But to yeah. burn 500 calories, dude, that's like yeah. 90 minutes on the stairmaster. Yeah. The math never works, right? It takes five no. minutes, like you said, to just pile 500,000 calories of peanut butter, but it uh-huh. takes day, days to fucking burn that off. So yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah, it's all about your nutrition. You know, exercise is what changes your body, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah. it's yes, absolutely. I always tell people training is what creates opportunity. The nutrition is what is going to create the progress for you. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's, that's so cool. And 
so when did you like um what was the the results that you got from your weight loss journey what did you achieve well you know i ditched a lot of the running and i incorporated the strength training right which okay. that ultimately was the game changer for me was okay. really cutting down the cardio increasing my just walking um over you know increasing my knee and strength training four days a week even sometimes i went like a period of only three days a week mm. and realizing that i didn't really have to kill myself doing exercise yeah, yeah. that's crazy that was, dude. I was like holy shit i don't have to run this much that what was i doing but you know <laughs> we all we live and we learn yeah yeah uh-huh 100%. so you okay so just to just make it super easy for people to understand what were you doing whenever you didn't understand this so w- what was your your cardio looking like before i was probably running like 30 miles a week and oh my god um, yeah and yeah. i would also take like group fitness classes in the morning like three times a week so i was like really oh, just you were hustling. and i was one of those like i'm eating really clean people yes right um, right <laughs> Right. But I was I was eating a lot of brown rice and a lot of fucking you know I was just eating a lot of just not my portions you know uh-huh. seconds thirds um and not really focusing like I said like on the protein at all um, right and just over over consuming calories mm-hmm. so you over consumed calories yeah that's what, crazy during when I when I didn't know what I was doing yeah right right right, right. see that's all that's crazy. Well, when I started weighing and measuring my food and figuring out like what a calorie deficit was, that was the game changer. When you actually weigh and measure your food on a food scale, you're like, holy shit. Yeah. Like it's really about awareness, which uh-huh. I just wasn't aware. And most people, when they tell me, well, there's no way that I'm eating that much. It's like, okay, why don't you track your food for like a week? And then you tell me, mm. um, you know? Yeah. That's crazy. Do you, see any issue with people who undereat? Um, I see people that try to really cut their calories. It's very hard to stick to. So they'd be like the restriction during the week and then they binge on the weekend type people, but they're in the diet mindset. So they're always thinking that I'm only eating 1200 calories. Okay. Mm-hmm. Really? Are you really only eating 1200 calories or are you eating 1200 calories during the week? And they're going fat shit on the weekend. And then back on Monday, you're back to 1200 calories. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's the most what I've seen with the people that I work with, because um, I don't really work with a lot of people with eat or actually nobody with eating disorders because it's out of my scope of practice. So okay, gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah. I think just a lot of like the yo-yo dieting type stuff. Mm, mm, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, because you know how obviously. So I run into a lot of people who undereat, and mm. some, some same as you too. Though some of them like they are like at a twelve hundred throughout the week, and then the weekend is like 2,500, right? Yeah. Um, so, but majority of the time, these people are eating like a meal a day or a meal Ooh. and then like, like three snacks, you know, in the day. Yeah. And uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe it's like a Texas thing or something because I'm in Houston. So I don't know if mm-hmm. it's like a thing here or whatnot or whatever, but right. um, when, whenever I get people who are under eating, obviously their body is going to, whenever they get those spikes, it's going to retain anything that it can because it's basically like, dude, you're not feeding me enough. I need to at least store some energy so that I can be able to provide you life the next day. Um, yeah. So like that's, that's the kind of issue that I will see most of the time. Actually, a lot of the time I kind of rarely run into people who overeat majority of their week. So I think that's crazy. Yeah. I think it could be, um, 
where you live actually too, because think about it, you know, I'm in Maine, I'm in the East Coast, it's winter. Yeah. Um, it's not sunny all the time. So a lot of people don't really think about being like, if I was in LA, I'd be, I bet uh -huh. it'd be a lot different. I bet it'd be oh, a lot different. Yeah. There's a lot of, you know, trying to be as thin as possible there. Um, uh -huh. And a lot of the peer pressure from, you know, the movie industry and, you know, being a thin actress, there's probably a lot of that there, I imagine. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's odd. It's crazy when you think about the demographics, right? Like you think about like yeah. the environment that you're in. Mm -hmm. That's nuts. Yeah, it's nuts. What um whenever you whenever you have someone that obviously is new to you and they're just like, dude, I I need help. I'm I'm a yo-yo dieter. I like, you know, throughout the week, I have work obviously, so my food like I do pretty good and on the weekend I'm just like, Oh, I can't like I can't stand eating that food anymore. So I over the weekend I just kinda eat whatever. I kinda just drink mm -hmm. too. I kinda eat sugars. What is like your first approach? Like, what do you do you have them track a day or two of their food just kind of visually see or do you kind of like just right out the gates get them structured and organized like what is your first kind of um, attempt to, I think it's like to figure it out building small habits over time but also like i do have them start tracking some people not all people depends um just to start becoming aware um mm -hmm. you know i like to give people a calorie range not necessarily like one number because people get fixated on a number um, yeah. i'll give them a, a range and then like a protein range also um and then you know Meal prep is great, but you know, it depends. Like I, I've never been the meal prepper to like prep the same thing and have it in my fridge, like in little boxes. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's good to like food prep rather than meal prep. So like bulk cooking, like chicken and rice and having veggies cut so you can make different meals. You just weigh and measure each time. Like if you make a batch of like shredded salsa chicken, for example, you can put that in tacos, on the salad, on rice. You don't have to necessarily like box it with rice and freaking broccoli every day. Right, so right, right. So you, you have you have variety, um, and you can you know mix and match your meals, but it's still basic and simple. You just don't mm. have to eat the same thing every single day. And really, it's about planning your weekends before they hit. Like, okay, mm. it's Thursday. What are you gonna do? Um, what do you have going on this weekend? Are you going out? Let's look at the menu um, at the restaurant before you go. Have a high-protein breakfast. Plan your your workouts for the weekend. Get movement in. Um, so it's really like building habits over time. Mm -hmm. You know, this – okay, so I have it right here. Let's just see if it comes out mm -hmm. the way it's supposed to. Uh -huh. So you just said right now – and I, I talk about this too, but I just want to hear your point of view – and you say right now, okay, on the weekends, if they're going to go out and they're going to have this and that, let's check the menu. Then you say have a high protein breakfast. Why mm -hmm. do you say that? Because it usually sets you up for the entire day, right? A lot yeah. of people, they want to freaking save up all their freaking calories for the evening. But by the time the evening comes, you're so fucking hungry. You're like, fuck it. I'm going to just order whatever, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if you actually start out with a high protein breakfast, you know, it, it really does set you up that you're not like super super starving in the afternoon you know maybe even have like a protein shake before you go out so mm -hmm. you're not like i think people go out really hungry and then everything goes out the window right right do you do you just do it just simply for the fact of appetite or do you do it to kind of keep the, the metabolic or the metabolism kind of higher throughout the day or is that kind of why you you preach that or um, well, the protein will keep them full, maintain their muscle, especially if they're, you know, in a deficit. Um, and yeah, it, the fullness for sure. Okay. And, okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay, got it. And then obviously, whenever we do like, as a coach, you're trying to organize and structure and, and support and keep someone accountable and 
give them the plan, the, the organized structure that they need to follow, right? Boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. But obviously, we don't want to coach someone for the rest of their life because they should be able to right. learn these things and do it for on them on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some like, what are some pinpoints or key points or key takeaways even that you kind of focus on as you have your people and you're trying to also educate them as well? I think it's really like working with their mindset and really kind of not what, how, how do I say it? What's the saying? It's like, you want to show to show them where to look, but not tell them what to see. There's a lot of asking questions, right? Oh shit. That was a good one. Yeah. Um, you don't, when you, when someone tells you to do something, you're like, "Ah, fuck that. But if you ask someone and they kind of figure it out on their own, they're like, oh shit, that's why I do that. Mm-hmm. rather than me, me saying you do it because of this reason. So there's a lot of motivational interviewing. Um, and I'm, I'm a certified mindset coach too. I uh, took a um, HMCC course, a health yeah. mindset certification course. So mm-hmm. I'm really all about mindset. So I will, on my end of the week check-ins, there's like a lot of mindset questions. And when I, you know, talk to them, it's really about asking them and we're, you know, how like emotional eating, stress eating, because there's all that stuff. They mm-hmm. wouldn't be there if there wasn't, you know, other stuff involved it really a lot comes down to their mental and a lot of people they need to believe that they have the ability to achieve so you have to give them that you know if you don't believe it you're consistently self-sabotaging yourself yes you know that is uh that's that's exactly that's like the i I love that you brought up the the whole mindset thing because i i I love talking about and i love going into this especially with you guys Mm -hmm. because um it's such a it's such a piece that I guess a lot of people don't talk about. You see people on Instagram or whatever influencers do these five exercises to achieve this six pack abs or to achieve yeah. this, you know, booty pump or whatever, you know, and you rarely see kind of small pieces of mindset stuff. You know, you, you yeah. really don't see a lot of that because first of all, people don't want to be vulnerable enough. And, uh, you know, I guess someone just doesn't, they don't know, or they haven't experienced or even just figured out themselves, you know, what this, what this mm-hmm. can be, or why am I doing this? And, Right, but I what you and I think maybe I saw a video that you saying it too. But um, our motto here for the podcast, my vision, my mission statement, all the time is to inspire people to believe in themselves. That's all yes. I want to do. Yeah, and, and and that's it because I just like you said, whenever you are, your body is incredible. Like think about mm-hmm. what what you can do. First of all, we grow as babies okay Mm -hmm. and then and then we reproduce and create another human and then we give birth to that like just think about that alone is in insane and then to also think about the brain power that we have to create things on this earth that are making the world go round right and so we evolve on insane levels like it's crazy so whenever you are telling yourself that you're always going to be fat or you're always going to be overweight you're never going to get this you know i you hate yourself uh i'm never going to look good in that dress i'm never going to feel like that like how she feels i'm never going to feel like this and that and you're scrolling through social media you're never going to achieve this i'm never going to achieve this i'm never going to achieve this then you're never going to achieve it it's that simple oh, yeah. you know yeah. and words and are powerful I, yes yes so I, I love that you i love that you bring it up i love that you talk about it um and i yeah. love that you're a coach that also coaches your people on that because yeah there's there's things that trigger people there's things that are or sparks or this and that mm-hmm. you know and i'll have clients do that they skip workouts for a whole week and then they kind of go mia and they have like these 
these hiccups, right? These ups and downs that they go through. Mm-hmm. And, and these are things that you need to know. And this is why yeah. I love being a coach because we're not just a coach. We don't just give people a training program and nutrition plan. That's it. Go ahead. Have fun. Yeah. I'm like, I'm here for your ups and downs. I'm here for, I'm here to absorb and give you back, you know, like yeah. there's so much that goes through. So I, that's awesome. That's awesome. So what's like a, what's, what's like a, um, kind of like a big, mindset thing that you kind of push maybe even like a like a affirmation some like a saying that you kind of give your clients or give people to you know like just love yourself and believe that you can do this um i have uh a lot of people complete like uh, recently especially um from my mindset course it's called mental contrasting framework so i have a lot of clients if they're struggling and that you know they're one week on one week off of doing stuff and they just don't understand a lot of people don't have a clear vision of what they want Right. right. They don't have, they don't have a clear vision of what they're going to do when obstacles happen because you know, li- life fucking happens all the time. There's always going to be something you ha- you know, yeah. you know, you might have a client. They're like, well, this is going on and this is going on and this is going on. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, my, my, right. ultimate <laughs> blew yesterday. I mean, I'm not going to go to the fucking gym. I mean, you know, so I asked some questions like first one is like, wish, what do you desire? So I have them map it out. What do you desire? Right. Um, what's the outcome? So what is that going to look like at your ideal state at the end? And what are you going to, what are you going to do? Right. Um, and then I want them to write out the obstacles that are going to happen during, during that. And so what barriers are you going to face? What setbacks? And then I challenge them to reflect on all that, uh, and face, you know, face those challenges as they come. So they are visually writing it out, like what they want, what, what that's going to look like and the obstacles, that they're going to face and then they're going to have it mapped out. doesn't mean it's going to, you know, happen perfectly like that, but at least they have a clear vision. Most people just don't really have a clear vision of what they want. Right. They're like, I want to lose weight. Okay, great. <laughs> but what, what does that look like? And what is that going to take? Like, what does that entail? Like, what do you exactly really desire at the end? What is that going to look like for you? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I agree with you. There's n- nothing, then that I wouldn't agree with you with. I think you have an incredible mindset in the way that you are. So um, that's spot on. I love everything you talked about. And I think that's awesome how you really clarify someone's vision for them. Because um, mm-hmm. it's important. You know, you need to know where you're going. Yeah. You know, because right. you don't know. Where, yeah. And then it's always good to be obviously proactive so that thing, when things happen, you know how to react. But you also need to dominate your reaction like in specific things yeah. of life. Like you said, right? Life will slap you in the face like without even nothing just blindside you and this can be this can be a simple you know you woke up late and then that being woken up late you're not late to work and then Mm -hmm. then your tire is flat and then now you're late to pick up your kids and all of a sudden it's just crazy stress and then end of the day you're like dude i'm not gonna work out bro like i'm freaking i'm not even in the right mindset you know um and it happens all the time i'm ordering a pizza screw it you know (laughs) right right Um, and then and then it's like the cycle continues and the next day they're like i just fucked up i just had that pizza so i'm always gonna screw up and just or they think they screwed up that's the thing Mm -hmm. it's like they'll take one day and turn it into like the next two years yeah yes and that that is what's so scary that is what's so scary because and it happens and it's happened to so many people and and um and it happens over and over again that is that's crazy. I love that you said that because that's that's mm-hmm. the the truth. That's the honest fact about what this is. Because why do we even have clients? We get clients because that one day five years ago something have ha- something happened. Something happened yeah. to the point to where you now through your health and your body and your confidence in the backseat, 
along with self-love and then you just ran for the next five years uh Mm -hmm. in that in that darkness in that hole and then that caused you to finally one day open your eyes and then you see what you're seeing and you don't like what you see and um and then now you have to react and and be take actionable steps they're going to give you the results that that you you know not like that you were working for before or whatever because now you know you're going through this journey and you're going through life and you're learning new things you're maturing and all these other things are happening and you know, your life could have changed. You could have had two kids, three kids, got your degree and things, you know, right. great things could have happened too, you know. Um, but now now it's time to take actionable steps for where you want to go. But um, why, what got you into, like, I know you said a little bit before that basically, you know, you were an alcoholic and mm-hmm. you were trying to, you know, figure this stuff out about yourself. Um, when did mindset kind of enter the picture? Was, it, was there a specific thing that happened to the point to where you're like, you know what? Mindset is a huge part with mm-hmm. people who fail majority of the time whenever they're going through their transformation journey or weight loss or fitness goals or whatever. Um, I think it's just the more that I started working with clients, I started realizing that um, it really was all about their mindset and they don't teach this stuff in your in courses. Like, yeah, they don't. Training, yeah. You know, like mindset should be part of our personal training courses yeah. and all that stuff. Should be so day one. You know, um, I was really like searching for um, more to know about mindset. I just was like, this is really a lot about mindset. So I, who was it that um, introduced me to the HMCC course? And that's exactly like, I think I even asked like in my mentorship group, I was like, do you know of any courses that like teach like the psychology behind fat loss? That's, that's what I really wanted to know. Like the psychology part of it. It's crazy. And, you know, someone told me about um, Casey Joe's course and I looked into it and I was like this is exactly what I fucking need and actually gave me credits towards my personal training course it's like uh NASA accredited uh, and ISA yeah. and all that so I took that and it was a game changer I'm actually in her mindset like mentorship right now and I think so many coaches should really talk more about mindset rather than like telling yes. their clients what to do because mm-hmm. that they have to really figure it out on their own for it to be long term mm-hmm Absolutely. And, and your clients got to show up like, yeah, they have to, yeah. they, you can, you can do so much as a coach. That's, especially the, when that's, you're, that's right. the hard part, right? We can't help everyone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Exactly. Some people just, you know, unfortunately. Yeah. Right. Right. And, and, and it comes down to the, this is one thing that I learned and I I've been learning. Um, I, I would say maybe the end of last year going into this year, um, because you get a lot of reoccurring people or at least I have, that um, reached out a long time ago and they wanted to start. Yeah. Maybe maybe they did a challenge or maybe this and that, whatever. And then they quit and then two years passes by and they want help again. Um, and I have found and I've kind of figured that, you know, your time is going to come whenever you have finally realized that you need to take actionable steps mm-hmm. and that you are going to be consistent with it. Um, I don't feel like you should kind of linger with your failures or you linger with the way that you quit or the linger with um was what you don't like about um like your i guess ambition for the goals that you want you know yeah. if you are not in a healthy mental or mindset position to take these actions then you're only going to make it worse for you if, especially with yeah. other things that you're juggling in life you know um yeah. and i'm not i'm not saying people like be lazy and oh your coach matt said don't do this so it's you know whatever <laughs> I'm saying like, you know, I'm saying if you can't do it right now, that's fine. Mm-hmm. 
That's fine. Yeah. It doesn't, it it's doesn't okay, mean that you, right? yeah, exactly. And, but it doesn't mean that you can't stay hydrated or it doesn't mean that you can't <laughs> learn, eat more protein. That's, that's, you know, you can do these things still. Yeah. If you, if you can't go, yeah, if you can't go to the gym yet, that's fine. You can wait a year or whatever. Just, you can start doing stuff though, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's the all or nothing mindset. Like there's something is always better than nothing. Right. If, right. If you can't meal prep, buy a fucking rotisserie chicken, a bag of rice and some frozen veggies. I mean, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> how much I, more simple, always, right? There's always something that you can do. And a lot of people like they shit. They like easy shit ain't easy. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's the thing, like working out. I, I always tell them to think of it as a gift versus a chore. There's some people that can't work out like mm-hmm. you can. So you should, you know, take advantage of that fact. Some people would kill to be in your shoes. Right. Right. Do you, do you also have like a, um, do you also have a lot of people that think that this fitness thing is extremely difficult as in like, dude, she's going to make me like eat like 900 calories and she's going to make me do freaking cardio all the time. Like she's about to like push me so hard. And then they realize like I'm actually eating kind of a good amount of food and yeah. but there, it's great food. And I'm also only going to the gym a little bit of the day, not even like mm-hmm. a lot. Like I thought, do you have like that kind of too? It's, it takes some time for some people to acclimate to the fact that they can actually eat um, a potato or a banana or, and you know, I think diet culture really has done a number on a lot of people. It's, it's, it's it's sad. So, so it takes a little people to get warmed up to the fact that like, Oh shit, I can really eat this much. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you can. You're not, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, one thing too is, and I actually kind of want to hear your opinion on this one um, is, people become this huge slave to the scale right something that kind of just like weighs this whatever mass is on top of it and it's crazy and and i never really actually i do understand it because whenever it was so weird and i was explaining Mm -hmm. this mentality because i never understood it even to this day still but whenever i was starting to train and, and work out i didn't want to get heavier but i wanted to get bigger and the whole science and like fact behind that just didn't make sense and but like now i understand what's supposed to like i was so scared to get past like 120 i was so scared right, right. but then i i, I knew i had to because yo, you want to get bigger bro like you're gonna have to obviously put on some muscle you know uh, i never understood the weight loss portion of it i never understood someone who lost 100 pounds 150 pounds and then they are still slave into the scale because they are scared they're they're mm-hmm. fearful of getting it back right so kind of like what's so what is your opinion and what's your kind of point of view on just the scale in general um i think it's a great tool and most people don't look at it as a piece of data right they look mm-hmm. at it as like the number literally defines them um if it goes up when they you know step on it the fucking day is ruined um if it goes down it's like woohoo celebrate so Right. I think people just really need to know the science behind it because fad diets have made us uh, really just look at the scale as it going down all the time. Like no mm. one ever focused on fat loss, right? Fat loss and weight loss yeah. are two different, two different things. Yes. Um, so everyone wants to lose weight really quickly. But yeah, if you want to lose weight really quickly, slash your calories, do a shitload of cardio, fucking lose water, muscle, bone. Um, that's fun. And you're, you're going to still look, you know, you're going to look skinny fat or, mm. you know, whatever they want to call it. Your body's not going to look the way you want it when you get uh-huh. to your goal weight, like uh-huh. that they've made up in their head, the perfect number. Uh-huh. Um, but when you're prioritizing protein, you're not slashing your calories super low, you're strength training, you're losing fat. So you're going to see inches lost more than the scale. And that's where you want to be. Like, 
And people don't understand that. It's really hard to get past that for some people. Um, I had a group coaching client the other day. Uh, she, in her first month, she's like, I only lost two and a half pounds, but I've lost like seven inches or something. And I was like, holy yeah. shit. That's I, like, I'm like, crazy. She's like, I go, let's talk about the word only. I go, okay, so how much do you actually think or expect to lose this month? She goes, 10 pounds. I go, so if you lost 10 pounds in a year, that's 120 pounds. I go, do you have 120 pounds to lose? She was like, no. I go, then she, she was like, oh my God, that puts it in perspective. I'm like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, so don't you, do you see how ridiculous that sounds to lose that much in a month? Yeah. Um, uh, so it's really teaching them the, the data and the science behind the scale fluctuations and either you're going to not track it at all because you're going to get emotionally attached to that number, or I'm going to have you track your weight daily input it in an app like happy scale. So you can see the overall trend and which way it's going. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, mm -hmm. you don't uh, own a store and only check the numbers on Monday. Yeah. You check, you check the numbers throughout the month to see which your best month and how it's the trend is going. Uh -huh. it's, it's the same thing. It's, it's data. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Especially as like a coach, you know, it's good to take in. It's, I train a lot of females and it's good to, to learn when the body fluctuates for them. You know, there's yeah. obviously, there's obviously times of the month where their weight is going to fluctuate because things are happening mm -hmm. and, and that's just what it is. So, and these are things that you need to be aware of. Just like you said, scaling out and drawing out what your, your goal and where you want to go. Clearly, this is what it is. Yeah. If we can, if we can gauge and, and, get all the analytics of one month of your body weight and see where you mm -hmm. spiked and went down, then you know, like, okay, around my, you know, menstrual cycle or whatnot, this is where my numbers go up. And then when I'm done, then it goes back down. And, you know, yeah. these are the things that happen. And now you know. So now you can be proactive and understand that when you step on the scale on that specific time frame, you know why. And you're learning more about your body. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that's important. And body composition is, is big, right? Like, you know – People yeah. always say mu muscle weighs more than fat, but it's it whenever you put it together, okay, it's like saying, you know, that that one riddle or whatever, weight weighs more, a thousand pounds of uh, rocks or a thousand pounds of feathers, right? right? And it's like, well, okay, you think, okay, the rocks, because they're obviously heavier, duh, but they're both a thousand pounds. If I take a pound of muscle and a pound of fat, they're both going to be a pound. So right. whenever, whenever you lose a pound of fat and you gain a pound of muscle, the scale is not going to change because yeah, exactly. you lost one, gained one. Yeah, that's like a like a, a mile is a mile. Like running, but running on the sand and running on the street are two different things. <laughs> or running uphill is like fucking different. <laughs> you know exactly. So yeah, that's yeah. that's awesome, man. This, you know, I feel like we can, I can go, I on and on about nutrition and talk right. about these these things because you know it's like a, like you said, diet culture is. If you could fix one thing about diet culture, what would it be? To get these stupid fucking people off the app or whatever that says go in those grocery stores and be like this has fucking you should not have this and you should not have that there's freaking oil and it, it, i need that needs to stop like <laughs> that needs to stop if i could stop anything it would be that right now yeah that's so funny i, I don't even know if that is <laughs> that is too <laughs> funny dude that is too funny i think i think i'm there with you i think i'm the same it's you know um i think understanding macros and micros obviously is is all good whenever you're looking on the nutrition facts you know you, you're mm -hmm. checking it out and you're you know you're trying to see what you're consuming that's awesome you know it's great um yeah but whenever you're so consumed with it and you think that oh my god 250 calories no way it's like you know it's there's more knowledge behind that and that's just yeah. you know a number that they're giving you based off of 
certain data that they've collected. Same thing as if mm-hmm. you were to step on a scale. Same thing. They're they're gathering the same kind of data stuff, you know. Um. So yeah, that's funny. That's funny you say that. I think I would fix the same thing. I'd take all that shit away today. Boom, cut it all off. Yeah, yeah. And just eliminate all fat diets. They're all gone. All yeah. of them. Totally. Never again. Delete the whole <laughs> thing from the internet. Uh, that's so funny. Beth has been, it's been awesome talking to you. I, yeah, you um, too. Yeah. You're such a high energy. So funny. So like simple. And like I said earlier, it, everything that you attack is just spot on, but you do it with love too. And that's one thing I, I truly yeah. enjoy. And, that, and that's what, that's what definitely makes you an amazing coach. You know, those are it's, it's amazing traits that, that are going to make you right. or that make you so great. Um, so I've been happy to talk to you, but, uh, for everyone who's been listening and tuning into this episode, where is like the best place for people to go to you, ask you questions or work with you perhaps? Um, just where can people find you? Um, so my website is BethRockoFitness.com and you can fill out an application for coaching there and book a phone call. Um, and if I always answer my DMs on Instagram, so BethRockoFitness there and BethRockoFitness on TikTok as well. And then I have a podcast called Cut the Crap with Beth and Matt um, that comes out every Friday um, with Matt Bandelar. And that's on Google, Amazon, iTunes, Spotify. And that's where you can find me too. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Uh, Everything that Beth just mentioned, we'll go ahead and put it in the show notes of like we do with every episode. So always make sure that you check the show notes because they're there and you can go ahead and click and just go make it super easy for you guys. Um, Dude, your last name is pretty cool. How do you pronounce it? Farako? Yeah. Farako. That's Mm -hmm. so sick. It sounds like a like a freaking Viking name, like, (laughs) you know, it's it's Italian. (laughs) Oh, dude. Sick. So sick. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, everyone, thanks for tuning into this episode. Uh, you know who I am. I'm your host, coach, Matt, guest speaker, Beth Farocco. And, uh, (laughs) as usual, as usual, get out there, train hard and live strong. Bye. You just finished another amazing episode on the Train Hard Live Strong podcast. If you have grabbed any sort of value from this episode, all we ask is you simply share it out to your Instagram story, Snapchat, send it to your best friend. If you want to know when the next amazing episode or guest speakers are coming on the show, make sure to check out our website, trainhardlivestrong.com. And also, if you want to see the sickest apparel, go ahead and check out athleticbeings.com. We'll see you all in the next episode. Coach Matt, peace.